If you haven't yet heard about ChatGPT, you might be living under a rock. Also, I say that with no judgment because usually that's me. I mean, to this day, I've never watched an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians and legit could not pick out any of them out of a crowd except for maybe Kim. But something about this tool, ChatGPT, has caught my attention and it's blowing my mind and I have a feeling it's about to blow yours too. So, what is ChatGPT? In short, it's a computer program designed to talk like a human. Think of it as a robot that can have conversations with you through text messages. It's been trained to understand and respond to a wide variety of topics from science and technology to sports and entertainment. And in case you're wondering, yes, that whole description came from ChatGPT itself. I simply asked it to explain what ChatGPT is as easily and simply as possible to explain to a podcast audience who's never heard of it before and not particularly tech savvy. No, no offense, no. Don't get upset here. If you are tech savvy, please don't call me out or feel attacked. I just wanted to keep the description simple for everyone. Here's the thing. ChatGPT is growing at a crazy fast rate. It is setting all kinds of records for the fastest growing user base, topping over 100 million users in just two months. I'll be honest, I am not a tech-savvy person myself, and I wouldn't consider myself a tech, computer, or AI expert in any world. There are lots of other blogs and podcasts and resources out there talking to you about the technology advancements, the ethical concerns, and a whole lot of other buzz around ChatGPT. Here's what I am an expert in, though. It is aligned productivity and time management for busy, life-juggling women, and also continuous improvement, the art and science of effectiveness and efficiency. I love blending the woo and the do, the spiritual and the tactical, and ChatGPT is one of those tools that can help us with the tactical so we can live our best lives. If you've been here around here for a while, you know that I'm not just about trying to do more, more, more. And, you know, episode 58 is a really great one, a great reminder uh, with Amber Sweener on how to embrace radical authenticity for better freedom, joy, and success. We really are about whole life success. That's what I believe in. And so in this episode, I really want you to focus on how you can use ChatGPT to save you time and your mental energy and help you with things like decision fatigue, not so you can just add more and more and more to your already full plate and keep people pleasing and overperfecting everything. <laughs> no, my friend. Instead, I want you to save your brain power and your energy so you can spend more time living, enjoying, spending time with people you love, working on collaborations that excite you, and being in your zone of genius. This is about living your best life, my friend, about sleeping more, yogaing more, dancing more, whatever it is that you desire. So this episode is about how you can use ChatGPT in both your business and professional life and your personal life. I also want to add a little disclaimer in here. Make sure if you are working in an organization, talk to your boss first about their guidelines with ChatGPT before you just dive right in. The truth is and the reality that I see so much is that you are busy, we're all busy, we are all juggling a lot of priorities, and our minds are too full. We also can't all afford, nor do we all want to necessarily have personal assistance. Maybe that's a lie. We all want personal assistance, right? I, I think we all do. <laughs> but the reality is that life isn't always giving that up and serving that to us right away. And as a result, we aren't living fully and we aren't taking as good of care of ourselves as we deserve to be. That's why I'm so excited about this episode. That's why I believe in ChatGPT and its potential to transform this for you in your life. Hold up, buckle up. This is a super jam-packed episode. We're talking about a lot. 
You're going to learn what ChatGPT is and what the potential benefits and limitations are of ChatGPT. My biggest intention though for this episode is not just to cover the things that you can already easily Google, but instead to help you understand how you can use this in your life, potentially even your work and your business, so you can simplify life, take back your time, and tap into your unrealized potential, whether that is at work or at home. To get there, you're going to hear about my purpose for starting to use ChatGPT and why I dove in, even though I generally stay away from AI-style technology. You're also going to hear examples of how I'm using it in my personal life and in our real estate business and my coaching business and this podcast. You're going to hear how it's saving me more than five hours a week and even more hours on my team and how it's allowing us to do this. My intention here is to inspire you to be able to look at your life and see where you can maximize your time and your energy and resources as well. We are going to be talking about productivity, efficiency, effectiveness, which sometimes does get a bad reputation. I get it. But there is so much more here than just doing more. You're going to hear about how ChatGPT has reinvigorated the energy that I have in my business and in my life in a lot of ways too. Maybe you're already hearing it. I feel like I'm talking really fast because I'm actually really excited. I have heard this feedback in the research for this episode. I reached out to lots of friends and colleagues and I've heard the same response from them too, which is that ChatGPT has gotten them excited again about things that were really feeling stuck. And I want that for you too. That's that's why I'm talking real fast and super pumped. <laughs> so if you're feeling burnt out, exhausted, feeling like you never have enough time or energy, whether it's physical or mental, to do all the things, I want you to feel supported and reinvigorated like me. You're going to hear uh, where ChatGPT hasn't worked and won't work at this point. I'm going to be sharing the guidelines that I've shared with my team and how we're integrating it in a way that feels ethical, aligned, and exciting for everyone. Maybe that'll give you some ideas too for your team or that you can bring to your boss or your organization. Also, super important, I've, I'm sharing key success that we found in using ChatGPT because there is a learning curve here. It's kind of one of those like you get out of it what you put into it. And I'm going to share some things that I've learned that can really, really, really help you get great results. I'm also going to share future ideas and things that I still want to try that might inspire you to give them a go too. And just for fun, I'm sharing my personal predictions on the future of ChatGPT and this style of AI. And also, spicy, how I would feel if AI coaching came out and the answer might surprise you. So tune in to discover how ChatGPT can help you save time and mental energy. This is a tall order, my friend, but my promise to you is to make this tech talk from a non-techie interesting and uplifting. The ultimate goal here, it's really not about an AI tool or technology. It's about reconnecting you to your purpose, your energy, and your potential. So grab a cup of tea or a fresh glass of kombucha, sit back, and join me for this fun, educational, and hopefully inspiring and purposeful conversation. Welcome to the Golden Girls Podcast, where we believe you can have it all. I'm your host, Lisa Michaud, and I'm spilling tangible tips, goal-getting strategies, and real-life stories to inspire you to tackle your biggest dreams. You're a woman who knows you're made for more. Get ready to leave the excuses and self-doubt behind by being vulnerable, sharing your truth, and having honest conversations so you can succeed on your terms. Together, we'll set goals you'll actually achieve by staying motivated, having fun, and building a community of women empowering women. It's time to tap into your best self, get confident, and truly have it all. Golden Girl, let's dive in. 
Well, hello, friends. Hello, Golden Girls. Welcome to this episode of Golden Girls Podcast. This episode is how ChatGPT can help you simplify life, master your time, and maximize your potential and fulfillment as your virtual sidekick for success. Wow, that one's a mouthful. (laughs) All right, well, let's get into this. And I got to warn you, I am still recovering from this really awful cold, so I am a little bit nasally. I hope you can work through it, um, but I didn't want to wait any longer on this episode because it is so timely and I want you to get started right away. This is pretty much the last thing I thought I'd ever be recording is a an episode, let alone a solo episode about technology, but here we are and life sure is surprising sometimes. Let me give you the background on how the heck I got here to talking about AI and technology. Truthfully, I generally stay away from AI. Artificial intelligence, by the way, for those that don't know. A few months ago, there was an AI art trend that went around where everybody got portraits of themselves. I don't know if you remember this. Um, I never did it. Something about it really didn't appeal to me, and I was quite turned off by it, to be honest. Generally speaking, my vision and my preference for how we use AI should be to do the things that humans don't enjoy doing much, such as taxes. I mean, let's be honest, most accountants don't even enjoy taxes. Um, and the things that are like maybe spending hours on hold, like technology, technological advances that I love is that button when you're, they're like, oh, it's like a two-hour wait. You just hit the button and they call you back so you don't have to spend time on hold. That's where I think we should be using technology. Um, also, for pretty much anything like government and bureaucracy related, you know, like just the the things that in life that end up sucking the energy and the joy out of us, that is where I would rather we spend time uh, building technology and using AI. And so, you know, for example, the art trend, I was like, well, people love creating art. And I like, there's just so much more to it than, you know, just paint and and an image. Um, So that's why I have been a little bit hesitant in general. So the fact that I was open to exploring ChatGPT, I think really says something about the potential for this tool and maybe even more so for my desperation in getting help. My purpose behind it was because I realized at the end of 2022 that copywriting was just a huge bottleneck for me in all areas of my life. I really enjoy writing from an inspirational perspective. I enjoy creating you know, podcast outlines like this. But there is so much communication that I feel like I need to write in my life all the time. There are client emails, there are podcast outlines, there are event notices, social media copy, job descriptions, idea generation, subject lines, like holy moly. Um, And what I'm going to share is a little bit controversial, but I want to be really open and transparent with you guys. My goal in January was to hire a copywriter. And through ChatGPT and using it, it has changed my goal. I realize, controversial thing to say, and I want to clarify, I'm not saying that I will never hire a copywriter, (laughs) um, but this has definitely shuffled how I hire, who I hire, and what skills I want. And I'll I'll touch on this more later in the episode. So fast forward, I saw some Instagram stories about ChatGPT, was curious, saw that it could help specifically with copywriting. I listened to this pod, a couple podcasts, and realized I need to learn more and give this a try. And as you can probably guess, I did, and it's been life-changing, so here we are. Now, what is ChatGPT? You heard a little bit in the introduction. It's a computer program designed to talk like a human. So what you can do is you can ask ChatGPT questions or chat with it. I guess if you have a lot of time on your hands, I 
don't think any of us are in that category, but let's just say you could use it as a friend. It uses the technology called artificial intelligence, AI, to understand what you're saying, and it comes up with responses that make sense. And overall, ChatGPT is a very cool tool that can help you learn, explore new topics, have fun conversations, and I'm going to add this in there. It also can help you be really productive in some of the things that you have to do in your day-to-day life. Most of that description, yes, came from ChatGPT. I'm going to simplify this one step further. It is a website. You go to, uh, man, I should have written this down. I will link to it in the show notes. There's a website. You go to it. You sign up. And then you can type in questions on any number of topics. At this point, as far as I know, I'm recording this March 2023. It's not an app. It's literally just a website. And I've accessed it from both my desktop and my phone. Okay, so that's a little bit like what it is. What are the potential benefits? Now, of course, I went into ChatGPT to say like, what are your benefits? What do you do? And I'm going to summarize this up a little bit for you. So uh, number one, natural language understanding. So ChatGPT says, I have been trained to understand and generate human-like language, making it easier for others to communicate with me. And I'm reading this out so you can kind of get a sense for its style and how it speaks. Number two benefit of ChatGPT is instant responses. Uh, I'm able to provide answers to a wide range of questions and generate text quickly, making it a convenient tool for users. All right, now let me just give you some high level of the other benefits. Now that you've gotten a sense of how it generates. Okay, so now you have a little bit of a sense of how it responds, what its style is. Let me hit the high notes on some of the other benefits that ChatGPT says about itself. It also identifies large-scale knowledge. So it's trained on a lot of information on from the internet, which means that it's knowledgeable on a wide range of topics. It's cost-effective. Uh, at this point, uh, there's still a free option. But also, um, as it mentions, because it's AI, it can respond to... Tw- 24-7 without the need of a human assistant. Controversial, but it's it's reality. Uh, number five benefit, customizable. So developers can fine tune this and ask questions in a specific tone, which I'll talk about more a little bit down the road. You don't need to be a developer to get a specific tone. Uh, and last thing is accessibility. So it's integrated in different platforms, making it easier for people to access. So that's what ChatGPT says. I also got more specific. So here's where you can kind of start to customize and play around. I asked ChatGPT, what can you do for driven, ambitious, successful women, hello, who tend to be overachieving, people-pleasing, perfectionists, also hello, and here's what it came up with. It came up with automating automating repetitive tasks, such as routine emails, scheduling appointments, and creating to-do lists, uh, streamlining communication, such as responding to frequently asked questions or providing quick updates, personalized self-coaching, ha, there you go. It's already taken my job. ChatGPT says it can be used to provide personalized self-coaching, helping individuals to identify and overcome limiting beliefs, improve productivity, and develop new habits. There we go. It's taken my job. Uh, who needs a coach when you have ChatGPT? Mostly joking. I will talk about this more later, but I do think that's pretty cool that that's an option. Uh, the other two things that ChatGPT identified for women like you is learning and exploring your topics uh, and creativity and inspiration, generating ideas and inspiration, brainstorming ideas, creating content, or even planning events. Uh, so as you can see, all of these things that ChatGPT can do can help save time and reduce the need for constant back and forth. It can free up mental energy for more important tasks. And that those that's what I'm really, really, really excited about. And honestly, if it can provide some coaching, I mean, it's not probably... I'm biased, maybe. But like, I really don't think it will quite do exactly what a, a real coach can, or a real coach, a human coach can do. 
it's also accessible. And why not give people tools that uh, are accessible and allow people to get started on some of these these things like uh, overcoming limiting beliefs, improving productivity, and developing new habits. So I think it's pretty exciting stuff. That is straight from the horse's mouth, as I say, straight from ChatGPT. Now let me tell you kind of my definition, how I see and how it works. The biggest thing I can say is that we'll give you a template or a list of ideas or brainstorming start for a variety of things from a to-do list, an email, a pitch, any kind of communication you want. It is like a template that is funded and fueled by magic unicorn juice. Like it saves you time reading all the blogs or looking at a bunch of templates. What I've been able to do and what you can do, which is really cool, is look at what ChatGPT generates. For example, a to-do list or a job description. And then you use your powers of discernment. You looking at saying, yes, I'll keep this or no, I don't need that or I'll add this. That reminded me to include this. And that's really cool. Um, and I would say that this is also a, it's a benefit and it is a limitation. And there truthfully are a lot of limitations still with ChatGPT. It is very cool, but it also is not ready to take over your entire life in an instant. So what are some of the limitations? What are some of the challenges? Right off the hop, it is trained on a lot of information, but it does lack context and background knowledge. It doesn't have a full understanding of the world or even knowing how to filter information like a human does. So that's a pretty big limitation. It's also not perfect. Responses, I've never gotten anything out of it that I've 100% kept. It still requires editing. It still requires a personal review. It still needs a personal human touch. There's also the potential for plagiarism because it is... I'm like, this is not my non-techie definition. It is scouring the internet looking for information and then kind of rejigging it and popping it out to us. You can't copy and paste things because it could be using another person's copy and that obviously leads to big problems. So it's definitely more of an inspiration or a starting point than a final, final product. There are also inaccuracies. There are biases because it's hello on the internet. Uh, as far as I can tell so far, it can't take information from videos. I use a platform called Searchy for transcription amongst a bunch of other uses. I'll link to that in the show notes, by the way. Amazing for transcription um, and amazing for uh, searching content, which is like such a gift for my team and my community. Anyways, what I have noticed uh, is that I... I'm able to upload a transcript to ChatGPT, but there's a word limit. So it doesn't allow me to like summarize a, a large amount of information. And that kind of sucks. Like even this podcast uh, outline, I tried to pop it into ChatGPT and say, hey, can you uh, sum, sum this up for me? And it couldn't. It was too long. Uh, I had the same issue with a uh, with a podcast episode, same thing with videos. So definitely a word limit. I don't know what that limit is, but uh, I came, apparently this podcast hits it. <laughs> um, all right. Also, it is an AI language model, not a computer program. And it's <laughs> that means nothing to me. But how ChatGPT explained this to me is that it can answer questions and generate text, but ca- it cannot actually perform tasks such as searching the web or making calculations. So I think what this means to me is that it already has the information in there and it's giving you content based on what it already knows. So it's not continuously updating its content. And that actually leads to probably one of the biggest uh, things that's important to know is that there's no content uploaded from after 2021. So the only exception I seem to have found on this is that ChatGPT knows about itself, which is kind of interesting. So it must be getting that information from somewhere else because it's certainly not getting it from its training data since that only uh, goes until 2021. Uh, last thing I would say, I haven't seen anything official on this, uh, but personally, as a limitation, I would not upload anything confidential. 
My guess is I get just a just a guess, but I believe that anything we're adding it and we're typing out is probably being added to the database. So I would keep this for things that are okay to be public or okay to kind of be out there. Um, so for example, I would never upload a client transcript from a video without their permission and full transparency. I wouldn't upload uh, personal information, banking information. Not, I don't know why you would, but numbers like it just, I, I haven't seen anything against it, but it seems like a prudent thing to do and something to keep in mind. Now, I also asked ChatGPT, hey, what are 20 ways that you can help busy, driven, ambitious women? And I'm not going to read them all out, but they are in the show notes. We've created a bit of a blog for you about using ChatGPT with some tips, and this is in there. So you can read the full list of 20 in there. But here are some of my favorite things. Uh, it says that it can schedule appointments and manage your calendar, create to-do lists and set reminders, search the web and answer questions on any topic, which is interesting that it says that because it just said it didn't. Who knows? This is one of those examples where it's a little bit of a question mark and uh, a limitation. Uh, ChatGPT can also send and respond to emails and messages, edit and proofread documents and emails, summarize and organize research articles or papers. Find healthy recipes and meal plans. I hope you all heard that. That's pretty cool. Uh, set fitness and wellness goals and track your progress. Create and customize presentations or slideshows and practice mindfulness and stress management techniques. Pretty cool, right? Uh, I'll be honest. I have not yet found a way for it to manage or schedule posts to my social media or my calendar. Uh, I haven't been able to get it to actually like reply to emails for me. That doesn't seem straightforward. Um, so... I'm assuming there there must be a way and I just don't know it or maybe this is another one of those examples where the context is missing and uh, it says that you can manage my calendar but it actually can't. So stay tuned on that. Uh, I actually have a prediction that there's going to be experts in this technology that can help us uh, set this set these things up. Like maybe there is a way and I can hire someone to help me figure out how to get ChatGPT to ma manage my calendar. In which case, that would make things easier. Um, so I think there's definitely like... As, as this technology comes out, uh, as any new te technology comes out, definitely some things, you know, go to the wayside. But knowing how to use ChatGPT, my prediction is that it's going to become a very valuable skill. Next, I'm going to share with you what I've been doing, how I've been using ChatGPT, in hopes that this inspires you and gives you actual ideas of how you can use it in your life. Let me talk about business first. And I'm saying business, it could also be professional. One of them is in drafting micro content. Let me give you an example. Uh, introductions, biographies, testimonials, really powerful for that. Uh, I needed a shorter biography for a podcast guest. Uh, they gave me a long one and uh, hadn't heard back from them. And instead of delaying the episode, uh, what I did is I went to LinkedIn, I took their bio there, and then I had ChatGPT summarize it. Now, it wasn't perfectly simple. I actually, my own eyes were really important in this process. The bottom of their LinkedIn bio had sales information in it. It said like, to, if you're interested in this, book a call here. If you're interested in this product, go here. If I had just taken the whole thing, the introduction chat GPT would have spit out likely would have included something about booking a call because all it really does, from my understanding, is it sums up information and that would have been a very awkward biography. <laughs> So this is where your human discretion matters. I didn't include that part. I took the parts of the bio that were relevant, were interesting, and had ChatGPT summarize it into two to three sentences so I could introduce them. And that was absolutely perfect and worked really, really well. 
Let's also talk about testimonials. One of the things that I do is I have a form where I get clients uh, to fill out a testimonial of before and after working with us. I do it for event organizers, people in my audiences. Um, and I find that it's really great because they answer the questions and then usually what I do is I take that and I pull it together in a concise testimonial. And I find this easier because more people are more likely and they find it easier to just answer questions versus needing to create a perfectly polished product for me. So I, I try and make that easier for them. I think personally, I find, I'm sure there's people that, that not a problem, but for me, polishing and editing words is a big brain drain and maybe you can relate to that. So I've definitely been underutilizing testimonials. I have some forms that are filled out and I just haven't gotten around to like refining it and mm, taking those the rough answers and turning into a polished testimonial. So what I did is I put those answers for a coaching testimonial into ChatGPT, asked it to write it in a professional, clear, and engaging way, and it was brilliant. Of course, I took a pass at it, made sure it sounded good, then I took it to our client, got them to approve it, and bam, it was done. Way, way easier, saved me a ton of time and brain energy. Brain energy is the biggest thing we want to protect here but it was great. One of the biggest ways I love using ChatGPT is for brainstorming. So an example, email subject lines, oh my gosh, use this all the time. I literally put this in to ChatGPT. I say create five to seven captions, or sorry, five to seven options for catchy but not spammy or clickbaity subject lines to get people to open this email. And then I copy and paste the email below and hit enter and it comes up with ideas. I'll also tell you this. So for podcast titles, sometimes I just feel so drained. Um, and so for the last couple episodes and this one, I've asked it to generate 15 or so ideas. I'm always sure like the more details you can be, the, the more it helps. So I include who the audience is, what the episode is about, some keywords, the problem we're solving, and the transformation we're providing through the episode. And all those are things I've had to think about for you at first and use my brain for. But then I enter that into ChatGPT. And then we get ideas and I've been able to get creative and mix and match some of the titles. Some of the ideas that came up were Master Time Management with ChatGPT's help, ChatGPT, your virtual sidekick for success, uh, Maximize Your Potential with ChatGPT's personal guidance, and what I ended up with is the title of this, which I'm maybe a little wordy, but hey, that's my fault. I can't even blame ChatGPT for it. It is How ChatGPT Can Help You Simplify Life, Master Your Time, and Maximize Your Potential and Fulfillment as Your Virtual Sidekick for Success. So you can see how this is a bit of a mix and match, and it definitely got me brainstorming, got the creative juices flowing, um, which is super, super, super helpful. Here's another example of micro content that I did. I wanted to create a one minute video to promote an event that I was speaking at. And I love speaking. Love it, love it, love it. Creating a script is just, it's a lot. So I asked ChatGPT to create a one minute video script for social media to promote an upcoming event and get people excited to join in. I made a note of like who the event is hosted by, what it's called, who is the event for, um, and I asked it to also introduce a little bit about me and how this relates to people in the industry and include a call to action to buy tickets for the price increases. So I included the bio, included the key details, and I hit enter. And from there, I definitely got a great draft, probably 80% there. And from there, I was able to add my personality and the anecdotes and energy to it. I find ChatGPT works really well if you're asking for an outline and kind of expand on each point. So if I was looking for more than a one minute video, I probably would have done it in a couple of steps. But for a one minute script, it worked out really well. 
Honestly, it probably saved me at least 30 to 40 minutes of humming and hawing and over-perfecting all the words. Instead, what I could do is take this 80% draft and then focus my energy on having fun with it and making it mine. And this truly was game-changing. I still recorded, you know, the video. It's still me, still my personality. It was just lighter. I wasn't exhausted and sick of my own thoughts by the time I recorded. And that is, like, that's what we all want, right? Like, we want to be excited and engaged with the work that we're doing this is why I'm like so, I feel like I'm an evangelist just like telling all the people from the mountaintop about ChatGPT. But this is why it's not just about productivity or doing more. It's about being able to be in my zone of genius more, which is actually sharing the content. Whew, love it. Um, one other thing I find it really helpful for is summarizing large amounts of information. So we recently did a survey of our real estate community, asking people where their struggles are, what are their goals, what do they want to learn about, all sorts of things. And so what I did is I was able to run those answers through uh, ChatGPT and get it to summarize, you know, in five to eight key thoughts. I was even able to get, get it to rank it in order of how often was a certain answer repeated. Um, I also recently did a podcast episode on interest rates and it was a roundup episode. So it means I had different experts come in and what I did is I used Searchy, which is our Again, more than a transcription service, but in this case, I use it for transcription. Um, I'll link to that in the show notes again. And uh, it was able to then summarize for me what did each person talk about. And I was able to, obviously, I still listened to it multiple times, but seeing the draft summary allowed me to look at it and say, okay, actually, you know, this is a little bit out of context or this is what they said. Yes, let's highlight that. And then I was able to take all four of the summaries from each of the guest responses and ask ChatGPT to summarize all of those key messages and thoughts to kind of pull it all together and say, what did everybody talk about? What were the key themes here? It was not perfect. Uh, it gave me a couple of, like, for example, two or three of the points were actually all the same. Uh, there was a few points that it missed, but, you know, it was probably like a 50 to 70% starting point. And then I was able to, again, use my discernment. And something that probably would have taken me hours and hours and hours to do, I believe I did it in about an hour or two, which I honestly, I want to say it probably would have taken me five to eight hours to do that, which is an embarrassingly long amount of time. But again, not one of my zones of genius and uh, why I'm super grateful for ChatGPT. Now again, a little disclaimer here. If you're not an entrepreneur, definitely talk to your boss. Figure out your company policy before using it. I'll talk a little bit about how we're using it um, if you want to give your organization some ideas uh, as well. But you know, just, just be aware of that. Okay, here's some ideas of where it's been, ChatGPT has been useful in other areas of my life that I think uh, most of us can probably relate to. Um, drafting a birthday party invitation. <laughs> oh, so I just feel like I write all the time. And again, like not that one thing would take me down, but it's like the combination of having to write all these things that just ends up draining me. So I use ChatGPT for Sonoma's birthday party invitations. I add in the key details. I asked it to draft an invitation and it saved me a few minutes on the Evite invitation. Like it, all the key details were there. It said like, you know, we're so excited to be hosting the party. Please RSVP, all those kind of things. Um, and it was just like, okay, one last thing I have to like overanalyze. Um, Here's another thing where place has been really helpful. Our building is, uh, actually it's going to launch I think any day now, super exciting, uh, is a family playroom. So we had an underutilized space in the building. We've 
decided to designate it as a family playroom. And so we have toys in there and there's obviously a lot of work to to make that happen. So first off, I had ChatGPT give me a list of actions to take to create a family playroom in a condo strata building. I wrote that we have a limited budget and we're gonna need to get donations from residents and neighbors. Now, it generated a list of about 12 items, and it wasn't perfect. You know, it didn't know who would need to send the notices or specifics about our building, but it was a really great start. From there, I was able to add to it. I asked it to put that task list into a table and assign approximate timelines and who would take on the task. Boom, 30 seconds, it was done. And then I got it to revise the timelines and dates, assuming we wanted to open it from spring break right around March 15th, right around when we're recording it. And it did that. You know, it figured out approximate times of when everything would be done. So project planning, I guess, is is a thing. Like if you want to create a quick project plan, action plan, ChatGPT did a great job of doing this very quickly. And again, I still had to use my brain. It wasn't like I could totally hands off it. It didn't know all the things, um, but it was an amazing start and so quick. Then with this project, we also needed to draft communication to the residents asking for donations. So I asked it to draft the family playroom notice and it was about 95% there. Truthfully, these kinds of things is where ChatGPT is like pretty good. It's really good at professional bland-ish communication. (laughs) So things like a strata corporation notice, um, you know, like things that don't need to be over the top. I think a lot of corporate communication, frankly, uh, can be used to get you 95% there. Now, one of the other things we realized with this communication is that we didn't want everyone to drop off all their broken toys, all their, you know, frankly, their crap. We didn't want uh, broken and damaged items. So, This is where I asked ChatGPT to tactfully rewrite this. I said, how do I rewrite, don't drop off your crap. We won't be taking your crap. We don't want your stuff. And here's what it came back with. Please note, due to sizing and space constraints, we will be unable to accept all donations. We will review the items to make sure we get things that can fit. We will do our best to make use of as many donations as possible to create the best possible space for our families. I mean... That's good. That is really good. I don't even know how long it would have taken me to take my tactful <laughs> drop off your crap to me and tactfully say that. Um, so I think that is also a really big sweet spot where you need to rewrite something tactfully. Like you literally say, here's the sentence, ChatGPT, please rewrite, rewrite this in a professional manner or tactful or whatever that is. So good. Here are a few other ideas um, that I haven't personally used, but I th- are other things that I think would be really great. Um, Some of these I got from my networking group. Some of these I've gotten from other friends. I have a friend that's a graphic designer that rewrote her entire website in an hour and a half. So she rewrote it, different tone, different professionalism, um, doing the editing, entire website, an hour and a half. Unbelievable. Um, Also, alt text. uh, That is used for inclusivity and description for keywords. Um, You can ask it to generate the alt text for your images very quickly, very easily. Maybe you need to rewrite your LinkedIn biography, as I mentioned, that can do that. Uh, That's a great opportunity to use ChatGPT for it. Uh, Another cool thing is creating meal plans. So you can literally say, uh, create a meal plan for a family of four for the week, focus on meat, uh, make it meals that can be batch made, and it'll come up with you. And then you can even say, create a shopping list, and it'll do that too. Game changing, game changing, guys. Uh, exercise plan. You can also do that. You can get it to create you a 
plan so that you don't have to, you know, get to the gym every day and come up with a new plan for every single day. You can literally ask ChatGPT to create an exercise plan, tell it how long you want to work out for, what muscles you want to work, uh, what equipment you have or don't have, exercises you hate or, or, or love, and it'll come up with an exercise plan for you. I think that would be so cool. I mean, both of the meal plan and the exercise plan, you can get it to generate maybe, you know, four to six weeks worth and then you're on, you have a rotation and you're not doing this over and over and over again. Another idea, you know, if you have a blog um, or any kind of writing, maybe you're doing a wedding speech um, or some sort of a presentation, you can get it to create an outline for you. Um, And... I, I mean, there's just so many things, um, so many ideas. I've put some other resources in the show notes because I don't want to talk all the time about it. I mean, I do, but um, there's other resources in the show notes. Go ahead, check those out and and see what you think. Um, and side note, you know, I nerded out in a couple of my communities on this. If you do not have a community to nerd out on this stuff with, you need it because we all got to learn from each other. Um, and I just, there's such, such power in collaborating and sharing ideas with other humans. And my community, if you don't have one, it's called Golden Girls Community. I'm dropping the link to it below. Um, you know, just just putting it out there because we all need places where we can bounce ideas and share ideas. And that's been a great resource for me in, in putting together this episode. Okay, so now let's shift gears and talk about this in the context of a team and, and having staff. I framed this really intentionally with my team. I wanted them to start using this and I also wanted them to know that my intention here is not to reduce their hours, but instead to also give them some of the freedom that it's given me. So I asked uh, all of them to play around, to experiment with ChatGPT and do this for about two weeks and then write a brief report to sum up how they used it, the time they saved, where it failed or didn't work and where they can use it in their rule. No, sorry, in their role. And then I asked them for any tips or tricks and ideas of where else we can use it in the business. Now, uh, walking my talk, I also asked them, what would you rather be doing instead of the things that ChatGPT saved you the time on? What are the things that you actually want to be playing around with? Maybe you're interested in learning Pinterest uh, instead of coming up with with titles or keywords, you know, or hashtags. And uh, it gave them the opportunity to also think about what are some of the higher value zone of genius things for them that they can be doing where ChatGPT can support that. And what I had them do was also present this report to our whole team in one of our meetings. And some of the things that they came up with, you know, also drafting emails to our clients and our podcast guests, brainstorming both subject lines and also social media call to actions, which was something I hadn't thought about. So for the end of a post, you know, what are some questions that you can ask to build engagement or a call to action for people to do something at the end of a social media post? Uh, one of my team members use it to rewrite an event description. We kind of have a general um, template that we use every time. And so we have a different event coming up with a different theme. And so we gave it the template, gave it the new theme and had it mash it up. And as opposed to having to rewrite it from scratch or having it just be like a too much of a rinse and repeat, it was perfect. One of the biggest things my team also said is that they really appreciated uh, using ChatGPT instead of Google for research. For example, how to find growth rates on Pinterest or how to gather podcast analytics through Apple Podcasts, which is way harder than you think it is. So that was a really cool use um, for research. Also, drafting a pitch for a PR opportunity. Um, This one had some mixed reviews. It definitely needs a lot of prompting and key information, but there's potential there too. Uh, Finding keywords for a podcast episode, uh, hashtag research, as I mentioned, um, and helping them understand more digital marketing strategies that can help our business. 
ChatGPT was able to, kind of like Google, sum up a whole bunch of articles, sorry, better than Google, sum up a whole bunch of articles and saved a bunch of time. So my podcast uh, editor saved her about an hour a week and her job is less about copy, but that's still pretty cool. And it was about two to three hours for my VA, which is amazing. And things that they want to do now, uh, I thought this was pretty cool. They want to learn now how to use Pinterest. That was a real example. And also how to edit video and share podcast clips for social media content. So hopefully if you see those out in the world, it's out there because we've been able to leverage our time better and our skills and our genius that we have on our team and put out better content for you. Now, let's talk about where ChatGPT doesn't work, hasn't worked, won't work. First of all, there's too many people using it at once. You can't use it. And it'll say something like, ChatGPT has reached its capacity. That happened to me just today. So, that's a bit of a want wall if you're you really need it fast. Also, no information past 2021. So I want to be really clear when it comes to research, especially in technology, it's out of date. Um, for example, uh, IGTV was still a thing when in 2021 and no longer a thing. So that would be inaccurate information. You also really don't want to use ChatGPT to generate content from scratch. It falls really flat. Um, and when it shares information, it doesn't have a perspective or a stance. It, it doesn't come from a viewpoint. It just shares facts and ends up very flat with no emotional connection, no spicy perspective, no hot take. It just kind of is. So I wouldn't recommend doing it from scratch. Uh, when it comes to large inputs, as I mentioned, you know, a longer podcast transcript or video, um, you really have to chunk it down. Uh, so if you want something long summed up, you have to do it in pieces. Also, uh, one of the things I was really excited about potential use for ChatGPT was to condense social media copy to a specific word count, and this did not work. So I have a habit of going over the 2,200 characters allowed on Instagram when I am drafting content. I was hoping that I could take my 2,600 characters, pop it into ChatGPT, and say, you know, like, abbreviate things, remove the and, add the ad symbol, or take out any repetition or unnecessary words. It was terrible. It did not work. Uh, it was messy, and with each rewrite, the key messages and the sentiments and the emotion kept getting missed. And so unfortunately, at this point, this is still one crappy thing I hate doing that I'll just have to keep doing. Um, I also have to say uh, one thing it does not work is rewriting original content. And you might be wondering, but Lisa, you said before it was helping you to rewrite you know, event content and copy. I'm confused. So to be clear, if I need a draft or a little revision, ChatGPT is great. But one of my team members took uh, some content that was actually really good. Like, for example, like um, a post about, you know, finding the balance in motherhood. And when they rewrote that, it came back lacking the emotion and the connection and the heart of that my content has. You know, like even the podcast and outros and intros that I create, I spend a lot of time researching and thinking and feeling into them. And to rewrite those does not make sense. So if you put a lot of heart into something, it doesn't really make sense to regenerate it because what ChatGPT is going to give you is a less great, less personal less personal version. So for our team, we have committed to keeping ChatGPT to brainstorm content ideas, to um, generate some ideas, but not to rewrite something that's already really fantastic. We can use it to help us level up a bit, um, but if something's already really good, ChatGPT is going to make it worse. Um, okay, something else I want to talk about. Uh, 
this happened to one of my friends. Um, it's really important to have transparency around using ChatGPT. And we've had a couple situations. I have a friend that you had situations too where the team was not upfront about using it and not using it effectively and not putting care. And this is where it really doesn't work. So in the example of my friend, um, her brand serves entrepreneurs. And she had a team member come back and bring her content that talked all about career and corporate. And when she reviewed it, she said, okay, well, this actually needs to be about entrepreneurs. And her team member just went back and put it into ChatGPT and just said, rewrite this about entrepreneurs. Well, here's the thing. Uh, the leader, the, the manager, could just do this herself. This becomes a problem if your team is using it and not using it well, because it actually takes longer to look at something, give it feedback, and then give someone else to do it than it would to just do it yourself. Um, so using this tool without brand tone, without clarification on ideal clients, without the you know intimacy of know knowing who you're speaking to, your community, the feelings, emotions, what the, all of those pieces, the, the challenges that your people are experiencing, without that context, it's kind of useless. And on the flip side, this is also an opportunity. If you're someone who does care, who understands these things, it's going to make a difference. And people like me, like my friend, like entrepreneurs, uh, team leaders, everyone, we're going to be looking for people who care. If you don't care, if you don't put in the effort to read what ChatGPT gives you, to reread it, to understand who your audience is, what the purpose is, to get good at it, if you don't care about what your, the output is and who you're speaking to and how this is going to change them, it's not going to be effective. And so business owners, and, and we're all going to be looking for people, and I think this is where the differentiation will always be there. It's people who see the vision, who understand it, who, who care. This is the differentiator. Lastly, I also want to say this, that if everybody is using this tool, the level has been stepped up. And if we think about online marketing 15 years ago, it was much harder. Like there wasn't platforms such as Kajabi, uh, Teachable, Thinkific. Uh, there wasn't, uh, maybe MailShop was around, that's probably one, one of the OGs, but there wasn't all these different platforms to help you get out there and reach people and create landing pages and create easy courses and marketing and all that stuff. It was harder. And so there was an opportunity there to get in there if you could suffer through the hard. Um, same thing with, you know, video reels. In the beginning, it was an opportunity because not everybody was doing it. But now that everybody's doing it, we all have to step up our game. And I, I see that. I mean, this is more of a prediction. Um, but it's also something to be really aware of, that if, if everyone has access to this tool and is using it, the game has been stepped up and you really, really, you, you can't be basic with your communication anymore. You really have to be able to, with the content that you're creating, um, what you're actually doing, how you're reaching people, how you're touching people, how you're changing lives, how you're creating impact, what you're doing has to be you and it has to be the best of what you can provide. So I think that's really important. Okay, this is also, I feel like everything's important, but this actually is really important. This is the keys to success with ChatGPT. This is what the guidelines that I've given my team and how we're evolving with it. So number one, you want to be as specific as possible. Give as much background and context as you can. What is the tone? Who is this for? So for example, um, give me ideas for a graphic designer who works with small to medium B2B businesses is going to be a lot better than just give me ideas for a graphic designer. The more specific you can be, the better. And that's why, for example, I didn't just ask for give me a to-do list for uh, creating a playroom. It had to be a family playroom for our strata with a limited budget where we're going to be asking for donations. That was able to give me a really good outline and a project plan. 
Number two, you also want, this is an option, you don't have to use it all the time, but you can define the role that you want ChatGPT to take. For example, it can actually be a tour guide. You could tell it, be my tour guide and suggest places to visit in Vancouver or in New York City for a family of four with kids this age. We we love walking. We have already been to this landmark. Whatever that is, you could actually give it roles. Um, I've also, I mean, I guess you could use it for you could use it for coaching. Be my coach and help me through this. It could be, you know, be my podcast outline script writer and create a script for this. Like you can give it that context that it helps give ChatGPT a starting point. You also want to be really clear on the target audience. So who is this for? What are they struggling with? How do we want them to feel? All those pieces. You want to also define the communication channel. So is this for an email? Is this a LinkedIn post? Is this a video script? Is this a poem? It's actually really cool. You get it to write jokes. I had it, I had it write a, a poem for us the other day. You can get it to um, use short sentences, address the audience directly or not, or speak to women specifically. You can see how the, the medium, the way that you want it to speak, you can casual language, professional language, whatever that is, um, really cool stuff. If you're getting it to create um, more long-form content, you're going to want to prompt it step-by-step. So if it's a more complex task, you want to want to break it down. So let's say we want to write a blog post about, um, let's say things to do in Vancouver for families. Um, first, you'd want to get it to write an outline for you. You obviously want to give it a little more detail to that, but give, it, give you an outline to give you five key, uh, five key messages under each section of the outline. And then what you can do is add five keywords to the key messages in each section. And then you can get it to rewrite the key messages in each of the paragraphs and you can get it to brainstorm your SEO keywords to match the blog. You wouldn't want it to do all of those things in one one prompt. That is going to be a couple of different steps in breaking it down. That is going to help give you success. For example, uh, Another example, if you're doing a video script, you may want to break it down um, or a, let's say uh, an outline that you're doing for a speech. You'd want to get it to outline it and then give you some key messages and then work through that. Uh, the A couple more tips here. You can also put content. You can get it to do it in bullet points or action steps or tables. And this was really helpful for me. When I was summarizing information, for example, for that podcast episode, I sometimes went from bullets to paragraphs, and sometimes I went from paragraphs to bullets. So you can say, hey, ChatGPT, you rewrite this in paragraph, or rewrite this in bullet, or rewrite this in action steps, or in a table. And this was, again, helpful for our project plan for the family playroom, where we turn a to-do list into a table with the approximate timelines of the person responsible and all these other details that just helps take this mash of information and make it applicable. Another tip, ask it. If you get something and you just, it's not right, ask it to regenerate with what you want more of or less of and try that a few times. So you can definitely say, um, rewrite this with a more professional tone, rewrite this uh, with less repetition, or rewrite this with a more direct tone, letting people know this is very important, or rewrite with more urgency, or rewrite with more compassion, like whatever it is that you think it needs more of, less of hit regenerate and try it a few times, that's how you're going to get your best results. Uh, also, fun note, uh, I I am known to say please and thank you to my Alexa, and I've certainly done it with ChatGPT, but it is unnecessary. When it comes to this technology, clarity is better than eloquence. Um, and I don't know if it's just me, 
Uh, but maybe all people pleasers out there thank the robots. I don't know. But just our friendly reminder here, we don't need to thank the robots. They're fine. <laughs> Finally, I think really important, be intentional about the vibe or the energy that you do want on the episode. So you can add, you know, add a friendly urgent professional tone. In our business, we usually play around with some mix of friendly, casual, inspiring, uplifting, raw, authentic, vulnerable. You can also get it to be funnier and add jokes. You can make it more serious. And it's, it's actually pretty cool to see what it comes up with. And I don't think it's going to be replacing comedians or poets anytime soon, but it is a really great start. So a couple of the things in our team processes, we have an SOP that we're still creating and evolving, but what it has in there is the purpose behind, and I guess I should also say this, context, um, this is what you can do with your team too. These are ideas of what you might put in there. So what is the purpose in it for your team, for your organization, for using ChatGPT? What are ideas of where you can use it? What is the brand tone that you can share with ChatGPT? Who is your audience and what what are their struggles? What, what do they want to hear? Um, also, you want to have clear guidelines on what not to use ChatGPT for. For example, uh, personal sensitive information. You also want to be clear on limitations and challenges. Um, I would also include some SOPs and directions on how to best use the tool. You can use some of the advice that I've shared in this episode, some of the other articles you'll find in the resources as well. Uh, what I've also done is that we've included samples of where it's worked well. So I create searchy videos um, where I screen share and talk through and give examples of how it's worked really well. And then I have links to these videos in all uh, in, in the SOP. So the last thing that we're also including, uh, we're still finalizing this SOP, and it'll probably be a bit of a work in progress, I think forever as the technology changes, but we're adding even more clarity on, you know, what is our community struggling with? Um, how do they like to be approached? Uh, what what medium do they want to be approached on? All those kinds of things, just so we can make our chat GPT prompts even better. So to kind of sum that up, clear instructions are key. Before you go in, you definitely want to consider what is the intention with this communication. Um, and by the way, I shall say, this is what I get my team to do before any communication is what's our intention, what's the problem we're trying to solve, and what's the transformation we're trying to achieve, and how do we want people to feel at the end. I think you want this for everything you're giving to ChatGPT. What, what are we trying to... Um, and what's our intention with this email or this communication, what we're creating here, what is the problem or the challenges, the hesitations, what are the desires, what's the transformation or the call to action we want people to take, and how do we want people to feel at the end of this communication, what do we want them to do? Um, and yeah, so that having that those clear instructions are up front are really important. And I think you should add this into your process as well to make sure nobody ever just copies and pastes and uses a direct answer. Always add it, always make adjustments, proofread, and add your own brand wordings and vibe to it for best results. All right, let's get into some fun stuff. My predictions. Number one, and I kind of already touched on this, I believe that there's going to be experts in this technology that are going to teach us how to best use ChatGPT or even set it up for us that will make our life easier. I think of it kind of like social media experts and how though social media has allowed us to get better, but there's now a whole market of people that teach us how to use social media or do it for us. The examples that I think of, you know, booking travel, I saw ChatGPT can do that. I don't know how to do that. It can manage your calendar and social media scheduling. I can't figure out how to do that, but I would definitely pay someone to teach me how to figure it out or to just do it for me. And in my opinion, this is going to be a whole new market. I think that the people that can get really good at this, this will be a very, very valuable skill in how to use ChatGPT, teach people how to use it, and set things up for people. Um, also prediction, I kind of like, I did not use AI art and this is maybe a little tin foil hottie. Um, but I think there's some real concerns here and I think there's going to be people that refuse to use it much like I refuse AI art. 
Uh, another prediction. So one of the things, questions I've been considering is what kind of knowledge will this limit us from knowing or where will our potential be perhaps worse as, as, a, as a society? And this is an interesting question. I was at an event a couple weeks ago and there was an older gentleman that commented that we're going to lose our ability to think and process information in certain ways. And he expanded those and mentioned that it's kind of like phone numbers. You know, 20 years ago, we all remember phone numbers. I still remember phone numbers from my friends literally 20 years ago. And now we struggle to. I, I have a hard time. I literally know like my parents' home phone number and my husband's number and that is it. And it was an interesting point because what he was saying is that we struggle to remember numbers because we don't have to. And I'm curious to know, you know, whether it's just phone numbers that we don't remember because I'm not necessarily so worried about that piece, but I would be really curious to know whether our ability to remember numbers in general has changed and declined over time. I don't know the answer to that. There's probably an argument that it doesn't matter, um, and I tend to think that it, it probably does matter, and that as a species, we should be getting better and evolving towards improvement, especially when it comes to brain power. I also read an article that quoted a high school teacher, Daniel Herman, and I linked to this in the show notes, by the way, and he said that uh, ChatGPT is already writing better than most students today, and he felt torn between admiring the potential usefulness and fearing the harm to human learning. And his question was this, is this moment more like the invention of the calculator, saving me from the tedium of long division, or more like the invention of the player piano, robbing us of what can be communicated only through human emotion? That is really the question. Personally, I believe that if we're intentional with how we use this tool, that it's going to be more like a calculator, that it just can't beat what humans can write and how we feel and how we understand. But it can take out the tedium of creating to-do lists, drafting simple communications, researching a ton of data all from scratch. I believe it has the potential to allow us to use our brain power and communicate what only humans can communicate, discern only what humans can do, allow us to use our intuitive knowledge and to make improvements upon the drafts and like what the what chat GPT or what a calculator can spit out that we can make improvements on it. Um, okay, so next prediction, cost. There is already a paid version. It looks like it's a pilot subscription. And for $20 a month, you can always get access even during peak times. It's supposed to be uh, even faster as well. I haven't upgraded yet. I might at some point, but for now, I'm really happy with the service that I have. I did read an article. Uh, ChatGPT was promising its shareholders $200 million in revenue this year and a billion dollars in 2024. So obviously they're expecting this to grow and to monetize. So I, can, I think that we'll see more of these kinds of subscriptions coming out down the road. Here's my last prediction, or maybe more of a question. What does it look like when everyone has this technology and how do we make sure this doesn't make us work more? In the 1930s, 40s, and 50s, it was estimated that with the technological advances of things like the dishwasher and washing machines, that people would work less, maybe only 15 hours a week instead of the standard 40 hours. <laughs> look, you don't need me to tell you that that clearly has not happened with our society. That prediction was misguided for a lot of reasons, including the fact that our standard of living has greatly expanded, uh, the way that we live is changed. We've gone from working in multi-generational, live, sorry, living in multi-generational households to more of like a nuclear family, if you call it that. Um, also, the basically the increased productivity from technology did not translate into more leisure, leisure time. And there's some speculation that it's because some people enjoy the social aspect of work and place value on that. There's also the reality that increased productivity did not benefit everyone equally and also that there's people that actually enjoy work and find purpose in it. So having a shorter work week isn't necessarily the goal. 
this brings us to a really interesting point, and I believe a bigger societal question that I don't have all the answers for. But there's a definite trend that as we find more productivity tools, we tend to just put more on our plates and expect more work. What I would love to see, what I hope we create, is more intentional use of these tools and allowing them to enable us to do more of the things that we love in life, to have more of the leisure time. For me, honestly, this means more meaningful work. One of the things I've struggled with in entrepreneurship, one of several things, is that I end up doing so much admin work and editing that my ability to be creative, to coach, to speak, to create, to do the things that I love to do has been diminished. So for me, one of my goals through this technology is actually to do more meaningful, beautiful, purposeful work. The stuff that fuels my soul, my heart, my energy, uh, that that is actually a goal for me, for sure, through this technology. And it's important that I'm also conscious and that we're collectively conscious of not just creating more and more and more, of overcomplicating, overachieving, overcommitting, putting more crap on our plates because we don't actually know anymore how, and we are so disconnected from how to truly live and nourish ourselves and to just be. I'd love to see us use this technology as a way to nourish and to just be. I'm going to wrap this up on a a spicy question of how would I feel about AI coaching? Well, the funny thing is, is I added this topic into this podcast episode and in the research to create it, I realized that ChatGPT is already advertising that it can be a coaching tool and coach people. So I guess uh, it's already here. And it brings me to an important question, like where will AI not be able to replace and what can it? I believe that it's going to have a purpose and that it can still be really valuable for people. But what I don't think it can is the fact that as humans, we are constantly gathering information. We are noticing things such as, how many people were in that restaurant I was at last night? What was everyone drinking or not drinking the other night? What are my friends and family excited about? What are people worried about? I take the perspective that I get to adapt. I'm someone who loves continuous improvement. My last job uh, that I worked in the corporate world was actually that, was how do we reduce the less complex work and make space for the good stuff? So I really love this. And how do we make the mental energy and time and capacity for the things that only humans can do? And I see this as an extension of that. I don't think this is going to replace the human element. I'll give you a really good example of this. A few years ago, I had the honor and pleasure of attending a conference with a client of mine. One of the big things we were working together for her was money mindset and overcoming her limiting beliefs around money. One of the speakers took the stage and there's somebody who is wealthy and they were talking about how they teach their kids about money. They told their, the crowd that they allow their kids to buy anything they want as long as the kids come up with the money themselves. It was very subtle, but I was able to look over at my dear client and I noticed that there was a tensing that happened in her body and I took a note of that and later on when we were debriefing, I mentioned it to her. She was stunned. She was shocked. She was like, I can't believe you noticed that. Like, I didn't even notice that. But as soon as I brought it up, she was like, yes, I judged that hard. I felt a lot of resistance around it. And she heard herself saying stories such as like, kids shouldn't get everything they want. They need to like work for it and blah, 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 blah. And all these old stories came up. And it was so cool because with that awareness, once I brought that to her attention, she was able to unpack those beliefs and go deeper. She was able to recognize her judgment. And judgment of others is always just judgment of ourselves. And this was an incredible aha for my client. It's that level of service, that awareness, that intuition that I believe is going to be even more important and precious. And that's what coaching people is all about. That's even what leading a room full of people in a workshop, it's about 
picking up on the subtleties. It's about knowing people. It's it's picking up on what they're saying and not saying the expressions that they make or don't make, the energy of a room or of a conversation or of a person. I fully believe that ChatGPT can provide some great thought-provoking questions to any of us that can help. And you know, I think of it kind of like a journal, like a journal or a planner, um, a coaching workbook can absolutely help us so much. But it's never going to match the personal and intimate questions that a trained, intuitive human coach helping you and supporting you and being present with you can create. So I think this is actually an invitation for all of us, certainly for me, to lean more into intuition, to unique experiences and insights and awareness, to realizing the intuition for the gift that it, that it is. And it's an invitation for me to get better at what, at what I do always. You know, one example of this is I recently took a mini somatic coaching course and I've started integrating that with clients. And that's an example of a, a deeper level that I can now go to be, because of this. So I don't think it's going to replace me. I'm actually excited for this invitation to get better. And I, I hope that it is all in service of humanity becoming more conscious, more awakened, more purposeful and fulfilled and joyful in life. All of the good things. Okay, I lied. There's actually more things I want to say. <laughs> so quick to touch and wrap back around around the copywriter. I started this episode with that controversial admission that I didn't hire one because of ChatGPT. And I actually put have now put out an application to hire one on our team. So this actually isn't taking away a job. It's just that the skills I need are different. I am specifically looking for people to use ChatGPT well. The key word here being well. As I mentioned, I've seen issues where people just take my instructions and pop them into ChatGPT and give me the answers and doesn't actually save me time. Um, so it's important that people know how to use this skill. Um, one that I've hopefully I've given you lots of tips and advice for getting better yourself in this episode. And I want someone on my team who's going to be able to write copy and and generate ideas and not just take the first thing that ChatGPT spits out. So they can use it for research, but they're able to discern what works for our business, our community, our audience, uh, the medium, all of those things. I'm actually including, uh, just to take this one level further, I'm including it as a task. I always do a paid test with my top three to five candidates. And one of the paid tests I'm going to be doing is getting them to use ChatGPT in an effective way and seeing what comes out. I'll be able to compare how did people use identical uh, prompts from me and how are they able to use it. So stay tuned on that. I think it's going to be a really great way to discern. Um, okay, before I wrap up, a couple of last thoughts. Um, things that I think... I could still use ChatGPT for that I haven't done that I think might be great ideas to share. Uh, simple customer service replies and emails, frequently asked questions, uh, email sequences. I have been wanting to do a nurture sequence for my email list for years. <laughs> Same thing with for Golden Girls community. Um, and I can get ChatGPT to, to get me to probably 70 to 80% there within minutes, which I'm super pumped about. Um, I also think brainstorming content and, and topic ideas. Um, I'm pretty good at content. I usually have too much. <laughs> but one of the ideas that just came to me as I was drafting this our team has been talking about using our podcast data, looking at the most popular topics, and then creating kind of related topics in the same theme. And so I would definitely use ChatGPT to brainstorm topics and ideas that are related to, but not identical to the, our most popular episodes. So stay tuned. You're probably going to see some of the results of that. Um, and the last thing I want to say is uh, two things, actually. Pitches for publicity and podcasts. We still need to work on that process. As I mentioned, it didn't work yet. But I think that if we can create a great process and some good prompts, it will be really helpful for that. Um, and the last thing is I use a tool and a platform called HARO. Um, HARO, HARO stands for help a reporter out. And it I personally get about three emails a day with a hundred different 
uh, podcast hosts or media people that are looking for sources, content sources. It might be a reporter. Um, and I have to be able to scan through those to see what opportunities might I be a good fit for. Well, I figured out that ChatGPT can help me with that. I was able to put in a prompt that said, um, review these pitch opportunities and identify which ones are a good fit for a goal-setting speaker and coach who specializes in time management, mindset, habits, spirituality, and whole life health. Also, pull out the options for a real estate investor who specializes in multifamily, burr, using OPM, and scale quickly. Identify the options with bullet points. And then I copied and pasted 100 options and had it pull out for me which ones were a great fit. Now this, we are very preliminary in using this, very, like still want to explore it and do a little bit more down the road and, and see how it actually works. And I haven't had a lot of time to do that yet, but I believe that there's a lot of potential in things like that. So when there's lots of information that needs to be reviewed, giving it prompts to help you pick out the best opportunities, I think it's probably not going to be, I know it's not going to be 100%. There'll probably be some opportunities missed. But if it allows me to get 80% of where I got to, as opposed to 0% because I'm so intimidated by the whole process, I think it's also going to be a game changer for our business. So overall, biggest thing, I hope you can hear it, I just feel inspired again in my life, in my business, I feel like I have more capacity. And the important thing is to make sure that I'm not just crabbing this with more and more and more of the crappy stuff, but really using this time and space to create things that I love, to um, create more podcasts, to coach more people, to speak on more stages, to do the things that I love to do, and to also have more time in my life to be with my health, be with my family, and just be. Remember that this is just a tool, and your value is in your ability to care about the work and the person and what you're actually creating. Anybody can use this tool, and if all you're doing is using it and regurgitating, you're not going to be successful. There are so many monotonous things that we have to do in our day-to-day. I really see this as a tool that can help us reduce those things. And I invite you to ask, what's now possible with this tool? That was the biggest driver of my job in continuous improvement. How do we continue to free up people's time so that they can really share their gifts? And ChatGPT feels like a huge win in this. So now you've learned how I use it. Um, Hopefully I've given you a ton of ideas of how you can use it. Important keys for success so you can use it well because that's really, really key. And I hope that this inspires you to play around and see what you come up with and how it can help you in your life. As we wrap up this episode, I want to thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend, a colleague, a business bestie, a mentor, a mentee, someone you see on the street, you know, whoever means this, share it with them. I want to leave you with this message. ChatGPT truly has the potential to transform the way you live your life, both personally and professionally. Professionally. When you leverage this tool, you can save time, reduce decision fatigue, and free up your mental energy to focus on what matters most to you. It's not about doing more, but what matters most and doing it in an efficient and effective way. So don't just listen to this and be like, oh, that's cool and never come back to it. Take some time. Reflect on where you can maximize your time and energy. Consider and give it a try. See how ChatGPT can help you with your goals. Start small and experiment using it in your personal or professional life. Make sure you set clear guidelines and boundaries around your use how, so that it aligns with your own personal values and your ethics. And know what you do want to create more time out of, whether it's just being, being with family, creating something else that seems fun, maybe starting that blog, whatever it is, being more consistent with your blog. But don't just cram your life with more to-dos that drain you. As with all of your life, and especially your goals and dreams, don't be afraid to take risks, try new things, even if it's outside your comfort zone. Embrace this power of continuous improvement and never stop learning and growing. I really believe with the right mindset, 
the tools and the strategies, you really can achieve anything that you set your mind to. So here's my invitation to you. Take action this week. Give it a try. Let me know how it goes. Send me a message on Instagram. Shoot me an email if you're on my email list. And if you're not, get on there. I want to know how you use it and how it helped you. See how it can improve your life and help you reach your fullest potential. And if this isn't the tool for you after you try it, that's cool. You know, keep your eye on the prize. And that the prize really is not an uh, AI tool. It's a life where you live joyfully, purposefully, and in your zone of genius. Remember, the possibilities are endless. Our only limits are our imagination. So get out there, make the most of this precious life, this precious moment that you have today. Thank you for being here. I hope you have an incredible day. You are amazing. Thank you so much for listening. If something spoke to you, send me a message by sharing this episode and tagging me on social media. If you know someone who would love to hear this episode, please share it with them too. Because I love surprises, make sure you subscribe to the Golden Girls podcast today. It's the only way to find out about bonus surprise episodes and make sure you don't miss a single beat on your golden journey. Thanks again for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode of the Golden Girls podcast.